0: And welcome to the Moonshots Podcast. It is another sporty episode. It is a stunning episode, 79. And I'm your co-host, Mike Parsons. And as always, I'm joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Mark Pearson Freeland.
1: Mark, are you feeling sporty? Oh, good morning, Mike. Yes, I'm feeling very, very sporty. In honor of today's you know, uh, episode, I've got my strawberries, I've got my cream. Um it's past noon, so I've got my PIMS. Uh, and really, getting <laughs> into, uh, really getting into really getting into a very specific sports vibe. I don't know where, Mike, whether you can tell where I'm going with this. It it is for for those of you who um
0: were wondering what on earth Mark <laughs> was talking about. It was a certain Wimbledon uh, was a very English reference from Mark. So Mark, this could go many, many different ways, but where are you taking us today on our journey into sports innovation?
1: I'm excited to say that today we're going to be covering the incredible and oft-chased uh, Wimbledon um, Australian Open uh, global Grand Slam winner, Serena Williams. And, and my an gosh. Player. <laughs> I know. My gosh. Like,
0: you know, Mark, when we decided to do a show on Serena, like we, we both knew her and we liked to watch tennis. But I think we have to be, have to share this with our listeners. As we dug into her achievements,
1: we were just blown away, right? I mean- I think they uh, as a, as a sister as a, a pair of sisters you know Serena and Venus they are unbeaten they hold the most uh, medals in the uh, in the doubles events uh, around the world but actually interestingly they're both incredible sports people and Serena mm. particularly like you say once we started delving into you know the uh, Serena's past achievements and the sort of mindset and models that she's built over the years mm. came very apparent I think to both of us that Serena really deserves I think more uh attention <laughs> you know I think that uh, it's amazing it's amazing how much incredible work and incredible um you know trophies that she's accumulated over the years and to add
0: to that she's a mum she's built her own fashion brand I mean This is one lady that is totally unstoppable, incredibly inspiring. And what we've got ahead on the show today is we've got so many great clips that give us an insight into how she thinks, how she operates. We even managed to track down uh, her tennis coach, both for her and Venus. Um, And we have got some brilliant wisdom. We can kind of see where she gets her mindset from oh my gosh, we've got mental models, we've got personal mantras. We have an absolute deluge of Serena Williams' goodness, inspiration, habits. So for all of you, buckle on in because this one, this one is really good. If you liked Michael Jordan, then you're going to love Serena. And uh, whew. Mark, but before we get into our first of many clips on Serena, we gotta we gotta give some props uh, out in the world because we got a whole bunch of new listeners tuning in from far, far flung countries all over the world. Um, I'm gonna give kudos. Uh, We just hit the top 100 charts for Australia, Uh, so welcome to you all, our Aussie listeners. But where else are we turning up, Mark? It's like we're
1: popping up all over the globe. Well, similar to your, you know, heroing of the Australian appearance in the charts, I want to say great, hello, Great Britain. You know, we're also in the top 100 charts for the Great Britain Entrepreneurship Podcast, which is fantastic. I'm looking at Norway. I'm high-fiving Italy. I'm uh, saying hello to all of our listeners in Saudi Arabia, India. Belgium, Poland, Philippines, you know, the list just keeps on growing. Top 20 well, in Argentina, let's, Fantastic.
0: Yeah, let's not forget all, all our friends in Romania where we're showing up big time. But Mark, let's give some props to Algeria and Honduras, where we've also <laughs> we've also turned up in the in the charts. I mean, isn't that exciting?
1: It really is. We're in the top 15 for Bulgaria as well as Honduras. Uh, as well as Macau, in fact, (laughs) we're really, really, (laughs) we've got it.
0: Welcome. welcome. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Welcome to all of our new listeners. And thank you to all of you who've been rating and reviewing the show. Uh, that's what gets, uh, our message into, uh, into new phones, into new apps, into the hands of new listeners. Thank you. Thank you. We are very grateful. Keep spreading the word. I am very, very grateful. And if you're listening for the first time, uh, you should go and check out our full archive. And, Mark, where should one
1: go if one wants lots of moonshot goodies? Well, the main center court where you can game, set, and match point is (laughs) www.moonshots.io. As Mike said, you can find our archive shows, all 78 episodes prior to Serena Williams. You've got Michael Jordan, as well as Simon Sinek, Cal Newport, Elon Musk, the whole nine yards, everybody's there, as well as a sneak peek at some of our future shows. We've got transcripts in the past and... We've got lots of great content. So go and go and check it out and get in touch. You know, we've also got either, you can sign up for our newsletter at moonshots.io or if you reach out to me directly at hello at moonshots.io, we make sure that everybody gets a response and we love hearing from all of our listeners.
0: Yeah. Particularly tell us who you want us to study on your behalf. What innovators do you want to learn from? We're really keen to know that. And look, if you're uh, lucky enough to be commuting back to work now and you're sitting on the transport and you're listening on your phone, I would really also encourage you to leave us a rating or a review or both, because that's how we spread the Moonshots podcast to millions and millions of people around the world. Mark, we got to get going because we got so much wisdom uh, from Serena.
1: Where do where do we want to start this adventure? Yep, you're right. We've got a lot of very very powerful and revealing clips today, so we've got to we've got to get started. So we thought, actually, who better to introduce us uh, to Serena than uh, a, a chap who has something quite interesting to say that I think you know some of our other listeners may um, attribute themselves to. So we're going to listen to. Colin Cowherd, tell us a little bit about why he believes that Serena Williams is one of the most underrated athletes
2: of our lifetime. Your criteria, here is who you put as your top five dominant athletes. Last 20 years. Last 20. And I agreed with only one. All right. Okay. You put Floyd Mayweather, Usain Bolt, Michael Phelps, Serena Williams, and Roger Federer. Yes. The only one I agree with was Federer. And my other four were LeBron James, Mike Trout, Alex Ovechkin. Mike Trout's never won a playoff game. Alex Ovechkin. That's pretty good. And Tom Brady. Let me me fight for Serena Williams here. Now think about this. Serena Williams won the Australia Open while pregnant. (laughs) I think she... I think she gave birth during the first set and won the second <laughs> set. Okay, Serena Williams won a major while pregnant. She's not only the best individual player, she's never lost in a doubles final. She's never really had competition. Even Federer had Djokovic restruggled. struggled. Tiger Woods, Serena Williams has won 15 grand slams before the last time Tiger won his last major. Serena Williams is the most underrated athlete of my make life. A great point, yeah. Maybe the most dominant athlete of our generation. Incred- and by the way, you and I grew up with Martina, Steffi Graf, Billie Jean King, Chris Everett. I don't think they're close.
0: Not even close. To me, what Colin Coward, and you should check him out if you're into sports, he's on YouTube a bunch. He is absolutely fantastic combinator, really interesting. Very provocative, as you could probably tell. But I think... That really surprised me, Mark, because I actually didn't know that she uh, found out she was pregnant before she won the Australian Open. But actually when you look at her doubles record with her sister, when you put it in perspective, I mean, you know Serena's like really good, but when you hear those facts, we know what we have on our hands is someone who is truly great,
1: right? Totally. I mean, she took a, a test just before the tournament was a complete surprise, apparently. And she, you know, she did a double take from what I heard. And she still went on to go and win. Can you imagine? <laughs> I, can't, I, I honestly can't for many reasons, but it,
0: it is just a nod to her. Um, but Mark, I think, I think it might be time to hear from her. What have we got next from Serena herself?
1: So this is a, a, a fantastic little clip of Serena reading a, a very... Uh, famous and powerful poem by Maya Angelou. But I think it's a great segue to now hear a little bit about Serena herself, a demonstration of her approach, her mindset, her discipline, and her, um, you know, a bravery, I think, comes through a lot in her reading of Maya Angelou's poem, Still I Rise.
2: And the Wimbledon champion of 2015, Serena.
3: You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies You may trod me in the very dirt, but still, like dust, I rise Just like moons and like suns, with the certainty of tides Just like hope springing high, still, I rise want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes. Shoulders falling down like teardrops, weaned by my soulful cries. <laughs> Out of the huts of history's shame I rise. Up from a past that's rooted in pain I rise. I'm a black ocean, leaping and wide. Welling and swelling, I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak that's wondrously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I am the dream and the hope. I rise
0: I rise Pretty powerful stuff. It's amazing, Mark, how both Michael Jordan and Serena Williams, how they're so powerful and clear about their intentionality and their mindset. It is really has been the real reward of this innovators in sports series. I, I have never come across um, any particularly industry or craft where the the very best are just so explicit about their intentions and their mindset. It is totally inspiring.
1: I, I totally agree. Something that's really coming through. In the sports innovator series, and you know we're only we're only two people in so far, is like you say how um, prolific and you know efficient they are communicating these different mm. mindsets and their mm. different approaches, um, but also, and I, I think we're about to go and explore a little bit of this with with Serena. They have a very very clear vision at how they go and be the best version of themselves. It's kind of uh, it's almost a little bit like a formula. They've sort of cracked the formula in how to be the best of the best. And they're the perfect people that we can, you know, look into and, and learn lessons from, I think. I think that's what you and I have found doing this series so far.
0: I agree. I agree. And I think to get us started, we're going we're gonna to look at a first thought um, where we're going to get into this idea of we we look at Serena and we can see this titanic effort, this competitive spirit. This fight um, and and this this absolute commitment uh, to being the best they can be, and um, it really pushes uh, us to ask: where, from where does this come? Where does this start? And we're going to hear now from Serena herself. We're going to hear about what it takes, where it begins, and how training is. start.
3: I always felt like an underdog. I was really small for my age and I was Venus Williams' younger sister. I always felt like I was just fighting to make it. I never felt I would be great one day. Training every day for 30 years is difficult. And I also think someone is out there working really hard and there's a poster on their wall of me and they're working to beat me. With that, I get up, I go. Every day I'm sore, but that's the life I chose. So there's obviously days I don't feel like training, but there's no day that goes by that I feel like losing.
1: Hmm. I, I love that. It's so <laughs> good. But, and, you know, and what Serena's saying here is exactly what we were just referencing. There's a clear efficiency, there's a clear vision, and there's an acknowledgement amongst our sports innovators, and I'll reference Jordan in a second, which is... I know that there's always somebody around the corner working hard right. and well. <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> it's it, it's really in, interesting how she's exactly the same as MJ. The 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 fuel comes from the sense of competition. But Mark, how about how she pays that off, you know? It's hard to get up every morning wanting to train hard and win, but I never wake up wanting
1: to lose. Oh. So good. I mean, this is the same that we heard with MJ about never being complacent. You know, Mm. even though, you know, Jordan, as well as Serena, they're both on top of their game. They're the best in the world. They're both aiming to continue improving, improving themselves. They are making sure that they're uh, always one step ahead of any of the competition. You know, even Mm. 30 years of waking up every day and training every day, that rock solid mindset that hard um attitude towards making sure that they're the best version i i think it's so great so uh powerful isn't it yeah
0: yeah and i think the um the interesting thing is where we're pushing into here is what's motivating you and sometimes you know we wake up and we love the idea of doing really well of achieving of being the champ or you know, scoring the home run, both on the field or, or in the office. But sometimes it, no matter how positive you are, you kind of, uh, it gets tiring. Right. And what's really fascinating. She says, well, if I really, what she's really pushing to here, if I have to really think about it, I just think about losing and then that's, (laughs) that gets me off the chair. That gets me out of bed, which, which I like. So my, I want to ask you, like you get out there, you're trying to get the job done. Take us a little bit into how do you kind of flick the switch, particularly when maybe you're in bed, it's winter time and you're like, damn, I don't want to get out of this bed. It's nice and warm. Or There are times where, you know, you should go for a run and you're, Considering not running, what do you do? What's your little hack to get yourself moving?
1: I think the little hack for me is the the knowledge or the memory of having been exposed to that level of hardship before. So if it is a really cold morning, and, you know, this was particularly in London that I'm referencing a little bit over mm-hmm. here, but, uh, you know, I remember, you know, minus one, minus two degree centigrade, that is for our American listeners, minus one, minus two degree uh, weather in the winter. And I'd get up, I'd get on my bike, I'd cycle to, to work. And I think what motivated me to do that or go for a run, like you say, is, oh, I've I've sort of dealt with this before. I, I sort of know how it goes. Uh, it's just a level of practice. You know, I, I want to be exposed to those sort of things because life can be short. I want to make sure I've experienced a number of, you know, hardships and challenges because I think that's what drives you on. That kind of motivates you to remember. But, oh, it's but not what do pack. you think? But, but, my,
0: like, take us, like, you're in the cozy bed and you're meant <laughs> to go for a run. And what what is it that you think about? Like, how do you do it? Like how do you flick the switch? What? Tell me
1: about the thought. Take us right to the very thought. I, I, like I say, I, I think it's, I know how good I will feel if mm. I go and achieve this. So mm. my motivation has to come from within,
0: you know. It, it oh, is, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So you think about the the outcome. I know, even though I feel cozy now, I know I'm going to feel really great if I've had a run, really revitalized, fresh, you know.
1: I, is that the idea? It's It's the ownership, yeah. So I'm going to get my motivation. Motivation, I can be inspired by the innovators. I can be inspired by Serena or or Michael Jordan. But actually to go out and make a difference, to go out and be and fight to make it and spend 30 Mm. years trying to be the best uh, tennis player in the world, that's on me. I have to be the Mm. one who wakes up and, you know, goes for that run or goes for the cycle. So I think what motivates me is that awareness, that ownership.
0: So so what I do, this is really interesting, is the most effective thing I have found is to be clear in setting the attention the night before. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like if I, so for example, I had an 8 o'clock call this morning. I looked at all the things in my day and I was like, If I don't get out of bed at quarter to six, I will never wake up, do my stuff, go for a run, come back, shout and be on my call at eight. So I set a very clear intention. So I woke up naturally. I didn't, you know, I didn't set an alarm. I got into bed early, which was also part of the intention. But here's the interesting thing. What I notice is when I'm really clear, and it's just me, I sit down, I review my calendar, maybe nine o'clock at night, and I make a commitment to myself. I'm running tomorrow. I looked at the weather. I'm going to run really early before my first call because I know if I miss that window, it won't happen. And you know what? It wasn't a battle. It was not a battle this morning. So a little, a little tip here is like, if you want to train hard, if you want to work hard, if you want to, you know, fight the good fight and stay motivated, sometimes it's not only in the moment, like you were talking about, think about the outcome, which is great, but it's also 12 hours before, 24 hours before, think about setting the intention, making it so concrete and resolute that I'm running tomorrow. Mm. That's it. And what's interesting for me, this is just for me, is I tend to wake up and it's I'm pre-programmed. I'm running. And there's not this physical mental struggle of, oh my gosh, how much I would love that extra half an hour. Yeah,
1: no, you're right. That is that is a good yeah. tip. Yeah, you're right. That, Re- that's really, really effective. Definitely going to be effective. I'm going to try that tonight. I'm going to lay my kit out. And- there you go and and for next week i'll tell you how many runs i've gone on i think that's great yeah mark
0: have. if you if you want to go extreme you could jump into bed in your running kit in your True. in your shorts and your shirt Trends. and i know Trends. that some people do do that some really? people do do that wow yeah yeah but he ha- it's really interesting look whether you're trying to be a great athlete trying to be great at home or in the office the truth is we are always exposed to some potentially some negative thoughts. It would be crazy for me to sit here and say, I never have a negative thought. In fact, I know for a fact, all of us at some point, sometimes in when we're tired or frustrated, we'll think negatively or if we feel like we're just not getting the result. And this next clip um, is from Serena, really framing how we should think about Um, negative thoughts. And obviously they're quite dangerous, but I think Serena's got the answer. So let's have a listen to her talking about never quitting.
3: You know, I visit hospitals all the time, children's hospitals, and these children have cancer. They're dealing with leukemia. They're dealing with all kinds of diseases, but yet they smile. Mm-hmm. That stuff really inspires me to realize, okay, you know what? I can be in the darkest of holes and the darkest of positions, but I know that there's someone out there that I can help. I can change their life if I just never quit, and that's just what i the mantra that I live by. Did you ever doubt yourself yesterday, though? Did I did. I did. I thought... I thought I, at one point, I was not playing one. Well I thought, "Gosh, you know, I may as well, you know, think about what I'm going to say." But it was a it was a brief thought, and then I snapped right back. And I thought, "Now all I have to win is four, 12 points in a mm-hmm. row." Then I thought, "All I have to do is break and hold, and break and hold." And then I thought, "There was so many different thoughts that went through my mind. One yeah. of them was negative, but and that's normal. I think in life you do have that negative moment, that negative thought. But what's important is that you don't let it overcome you and let it take priority. You let it." You let it slide and you let the
1: positive thoughts come. Uh, Another great demonstration from Serena of a lesson or a mindset that she applies in her own life. Mm. So specifically one Mm. that is Grand Slam winning. And she's obviously referencing it here around playing the game and sometimes having a little bit of doubt or negativity when the competition's playing maybe a bit harder. For us and, and for me, as I listen to that clip, I'm getting a a really good level of inspiration to say, okay, well, there will be, you know, uh, clients or other companies or colleagues maybe who are challenging me in some way. It might not be malicious. It might be just because we're all out in the world. But for me, it's I think what Serena is saying here, which inspires me, is this positive spin on it. You know, I can still help others for sure, but I shouldn't doubt myself. And I think that's quite, a, quite an empowering concept, quite an empowering concept. What do you think, Mike?
0: I love the idea that she is saying, guys, as soon as you start to have a, uh, a, a negative thought, develop like a, a reflex uh, action where you're like, oh, that was a negative thought. And then she, you can tell she's like, boom no way i'm not accepting that thought and it triggers her back into positive thinking so i i think what's what to build on what you're you're saying is of course we're going to have a negative thought it's natural but if you can build a little uh, habit a ritual a reflex reaction where you turn around and say i will not accept that thought because if you immediately say i'm having a negative thought stop right believe in myself take a breath reframe I think this is really important. I find myself highly inspired there about this idea that you are what you think. Mm. If, you, if you are always blaming others, if you're always not taking full and total ownership, if you are not truly wishing the best for yourself, your loved ones, your friends, your colleagues, any that you're not on track with positivity, I believe those negative thoughts take you, the individual, down. Um, so I love this idea of she's saying, immediately respond with a positive thought. Snap yourself out of it. Don't indulge negative thinking because it, you become it. It manifests inside of you. And I think if you treat it like some infection that you don't want, it's like it's like coronavirus <laughs> negative thinking. As soon as you see it, hear it, like run for the hills. Get positive for me, I love it because when we're a bit off track, you'll often find that we've allowed negative thinking to take over, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. and I think you know just to build on it, what uh what I like about Serena and what she's saying in this clip is she acknowledges that you probably will have negative thoughts, you know sometimes you do have those moments, like you say it's, it's uh, unavoidable, but Mm. here, you know, we've just got to build those rituals, as you say, and make sure that they don't come priority. So don't beat yourself up if you feel negative. So when I, when I struggle, uh, and I'm thinking, Hmm, I'm rubbish at this. It's very easy to go down that rabbit hole, isn't it? It's very easy to think, Mm. Oh, okay, well, if I'm no good at this, then I can't be very good at, that. And gradually your efficiency, your productivity, and actually even your relationship with the work itself suffers. And I, I like what Serena's saying here and a couple, a couple of other mental models we'll go into later in the episode is how you can almost put it to one side and allow yourself to focus on getting the best result. And that's something I really, really like about the Sports Innovator Series. Same with Michael. It is. Yeah,
0: um, you can see where Serena and and Michael are just totally cut of the same cloth when it comes to to mindset. Very, very similar. Now, the gift that we've been able to kind of produce right now is um, Serena and her sister Venus both had Rick Mackey as their childhood tennis coach and... You might be wondering, like, where does all this amazing thinking come from? And often it's, you know, family, parents, coaches that give us so many of these thoughts that stay with us. And what we're really, really fortunate in is that we have found uh, some great clips of Rick Mackey. And in particular, we've got one little thought from him that I think you can see so much of Serena in. And, uh... What we're going to do is just as a little bit of an entrement, as a little break, is actually go super meta here and not only take inspiration from Serena, but actually take some inspiration and uh, some really powerful thinking from her coach, Rick Mackey. So let's talk about past and present and how we can handle the pressure.
2: If you want to become mentally strong... Alright, you got to have the ability to forget and it's the hardest thing to do because when you double fault or you hit a ball in the net or you hit it long, all right, you're going to have a feeling, you're going to have an emotion and it's going to go right through your body and it's probably not going to be a good one. But how you respond to that feeling is what I call the X factor. You got to slow it down in your mind but if someone went ace, 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 I don't think you're going to say. All right, I got them now, I got them now. I don't think any of you are gonna be thinking like that because what happened was you just got aced three times in a row, so you're gonna respect it more, you're gonna fear it more, you're gonna be more indecisive, you're gonna be more tentative, and that's the worst thing that you can do. What does those three aces have to do with the next point? Nothing. Nothing. If you can frame it like that, if you can just tee it up just like that, That's what greatness does, and that's the difference between someone who's good and great. They have the ability to forget. They can focus on the present, and it's been my experience. You know, people ask me all the time, what's the similarities? Capriotti, Roddick, Venus, Serena, okay? Mary Pierce, a lot of these players, that Sharapova, that I coached when they were young, the only thing they had in common, they just all loved to compete. They just loved the battle, and if you can do that, you're gonna handle pressure, so if you look at it, it's pretty common sense. And if you're out here saying I'm slow, what happened? You just got slower. That's the one thing and only thing you have control over is your attitude.
1: Boom, Coach Rick. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> so many good teams. <laughs> um, excuse
0: me. Excuse me. While I just rattle off the last ten greatest assur- uh, American tennis players, all of whom I coached, I like.
1: Everybody, his, Holy his, smoke. his list is is you know enviable, right? So totally. what 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 Rick's saying there is is so true. Not only in sport, but also in our lives and our careers. Mm. This idea of forget the faults or forget the, the 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 errors, the challenges, and so on. You know, don't allow those to sideline you. Like like I was saying a second ago, it's very easy. For me to uh, focus too much on the negatives and allow that to rub off on some of my positivity, some of my positive uh, attitudes. And what Rick's saying here is, okay, well, be resilient, you know, build up this uh, this focus right now on the present. Forget about the past and just keep on living each uh, play, each game as it comes mm. What, what, what I what I liked uh, about it, actually, uh, upon further reflection of the clip, is it's it's quite mindful. You know, this this element of uh, focusing on the ace now or the point now and forgetting everything in the past is a little bit mindful. And what Rick's saying there is uh, similar to how you are meant to focus on the breath. You focus on this mm. breath, the one now, the one now, the one now. Mm. You know, you have to be right in that moment. You've got to be total, totally focused on the right here, right now, I think is, is so true. So interesting.
0: Yeah. I I think what a nice package of thoughts that we've been given there that, you know, train hard and just revel in training hard. And while you're there, just do not let those negative thoughts take over. And when you face these adversity, box it up, put it in the past, Start fresh, focus in on the moment, and you will have the capacity for greatness. And everything that I just said there, Mark, is incredibly easy to say, (laughs) incredibly hard to do. But nevertheless, this is the frame that we need constant reminding of. And the parallels with Michael Jordan, he was always the one to be first to training, last to leave. He was always the one who believed that no matter how many points they were down, they could make it back. Um, and what a nice treat to hear from both Serena and Venus's coach. You can literally see like the inspiration he gave to her and that we take from her. Um, what, a, I, I think that's a great package and sets us up with some, uh, some nice mental models to come, right?
1: Oh, totally. It, this, this is exactly what Serena goes on to talk about in all of the clips that we've just listened to, as well as like you say, some of the work we're going to look at now. Uh, This is this is the formula. This is the foundation. This is the uh, the starting blocks of building resilience and building, you know, that that mindset of going out there and challenging the um, the opportunities that present themselves.
0: I think it's great.
1: Now, before we get into all the exciting mental mental
0: models, let's just remind everyone they're probably thinking to themselves. They're talking about this Michael Jordan show a lot. Um, where might they go, Mark, if they want to get their hands on this Michael
1: Jordan show? I was going to do an in, interpretation of of a you know an umpire from a tennis game, but I've realised that's probably going to be difficult to do over the microphone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a little abstract,
1: one might say. A, a little bit too abstract. You can go to www.moonshots.io and you can find everything from all of our past archive shows online as Mm. well as navigating to your apple podcast platform your spotify your stitches your overcast all of your favorite podcasting platforms you can go and find us there and while you're there Mm. please leave us a review or a rating or get in touch because we'd love to hear from you
0: Sounds damn, damn fine. And now we're going to kind of pivot across um, into some mental models, Um, some things that are crucial if you want to be great at whatever you choose, wherever you decide to invest your effort. This is not just for those of us that are athletes and sporting types. This is for everyone. And first up, we've got this really, really, really important thing. Um, And I think to set the context is so many times people start a new endeavor, whether it be a sport or a business, and they imagine that success will come easy and quickly. And Mark, is that true?
1: I don't think it is, Mike. I don't
2: think Mm -hmm. it is true.
0: I, I would be surprised that Anybody who can really point to a true overnight success, what we learn is that there is sometimes years, if not a lifetime of effort in order to get to greatness. And what separates those that have talent and those that achieve greatness is really this idea that Serena embodies. It's this idea that, hey, you got to stick at it. Um, Because, you know, not everybody makes it on the first go. So let's tune in for our new mental model from none other than Serena Williams.
3: I continue to raise my voice in hopes of breaking barriers and making it easier for those coming up after me. And one thing that I truly, truly believe in is that the success does not define a person. It's how you successful you can be after you fall. A lot of people that truly inspire me are those not who are wildly successful, but those who are wildly successful after they fell, and then they came back to be super successful again. And that's what, for me, fuels a successful brand and a person. Lots of brands do not know how to make it on the first time. I know as a professional athlete, as a tennis player, as I stand here as Serena Williams... (laughs) I guess I can't put that in quotations because I am Serena Williams, but (laughs) I just did. I know my first time um, as a professional athlete, I lost in less than an hour and to a, a person who, you know, n- who I don't think anyone in this room can remember. But I never stopped b- trying or believing or believing that I could reach my goals. Also, the same thing as I started my fashion company, it didn't happen instantly with success. You know, somewhere in between winning Wimbledon's and winning the U.S. Opens, I also never stopped believing. Um, The art of failure for me is not limited to athletes or entrepreneurs or even seasoned executives. It's open to everyone in life. And part of the journey for me is taking a fall and dusting yourself off.
1: Never stop trying. Never stop believing. Dust yourself off. This is a great A great little um, I think it's an award acceptance that, that Serena was giving there. Um, actually, I think it was from Adweek come to think of it with her, with her brand. But anyway, I, I, I love what she's saying here. And what's interesting is hearing from a, a sports individual who has gone through uh, a, a lifetime, a career full of, of amazing wins. And the harsh truth is not everybody does win all the time. And what mm. Serena's saying is, okay, well, those who can dust themselves off, once they've been at the top, maybe they've had a loss. Maybe they haven't won that next championship. Maybe they haven't won the Grand Slam. How you come back and respond after that is, is a really, really incredible moment because that shows that resilience that, you know, Coach Rick was telling us in the clip just before, as well as... Serena's been been telling us throughout her career and for me that's that's pretty pretty empowering you know it isn't just about whether I get that success straight away or not success can come in the way that I respond to things the things that mm. are, the impact I have on those around me and the work that I do you know it doesn't mm. necessarily have to be a a, a grand slam uh, singles or doubles tournament it can be it can be amazing, amazing.
0: it's it's amazing to think that a, an athlete that won 23 Grand Slams can remind us that her first professional game, she was completely <laughs> completely <laughs> beaten in less than an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So you appreciate her journey so much more, but you know what? When I hear this, what it does for me is it reminds me that Hey, when you get beat that first time in less than an hour straight sets, that's okay. That's part of the process. Hardship is a natural thing that should happen, right? It's natural. So don't get dejected. In a way, what we're seeing from Serena and MJ is that hardship and failure are essential steps along the way. So if you love the competition, you can literally – Engineer a mind state of great. I just failed. That means I'm a bit more closer to success now. Because what happens is we all get so embarrassed about failure. What happens is we all think so poorly of ourselves. We compare ourselves to others. But what Serena and Michael are doing is they're taking it all on the inside and saying, Good. All right. Another learning, another lesson. Uh, Zaha Hadid, she would just say, I am that much stronger because of this. And I think this is essential. If you want to stay the course, you know, you want to start a new business, you want to start a new sports. Well, you're going to start at the bottom. You're going to find it hard. You're going to have to struggle, but know that the struggle is essential
1: if you want to be great. And if there's no struggle, there's no great. Totally. This never quit attitude of, uh, avoiding negative thoughts, taking precedent, you know, retrain your mind to see those challenges, those speed bumps, those, um, I don't know, problems, I suppose, as opportunities to, you know, build up that resilience, build up that strength. And yes, I yes. That's, that's, that's really what's coming through in this whole series and especially Serena, I'd say. I agree.
0: And, you know, the funny thing is that once we start getting momentum, And sometimes when we have ascended to really great levels of success, what's interesting is sometimes we can lose a connection with our desire. We can uh, make the mistake of falling into some bad habits. And to keep us on track, we've got another thought from Serena, but this time she's got some advice for us that there's like this question. It's like, if you're going to turn up, are you really ready? And she's going to frame how she thinks about a match or a tournament before she shows up. And I want you to listen to this one because this one is super powerful. Let's have a listen to Serena Williams talking about
2: always play to win. How difficult was it to make the decision not to compete in Melbourne?
3: Um, It wasn't that difficult, actually, to decide not to compete. I I really, when I was there, uh, well, I wasn't there, but when I was making the decision, um, I didn't want to go to Australia just to compete. I wanted to go, or to any tournament just to compete. I want to go uh, with the mindset and the mind frame that I'm here to win. I'm not here just to show up and, you know, just kind of take a space in the room. Uh, so for me, that was really important. And when I realized that if I went to Australia, I would be just filling a seat, I knew yeah. that that's not how I've traditionally done my career. I've always entered with the mindset, frankly, to win. And yeah, I don't win them all, but at least my, my mental was there. So. So um, I uh, didn't make it, and I'm okay with it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's a nice admission from Serena here, and it shows again this winner's mindset that, that Serena mm-hmm. has, which is make it count. If I'm going to go and turn up, I'm going to be prepared. I've done the practice. I'm the best version that I can yes. be, and I'm going to go and sm- I'm going to go and win. <laughs> In- exactly, and and
0: and what I like is. She knew that she wasn't ready, so she's like, I'm not coming. But what's really interesting is if you look at Michael Jordan, the same thing, he always walked onto the court with absolute, he turned up to play and to win and to work harder than anybody else. And I think what I take from this, Mark, is sometimes we can find ourselves just making up the numbers, you know? Yeah. And I think... This is another lesson from Serena: never just show up to be counted. Show up to win, right? Bring your best. Bring all the preparation you can, or just don't play because you're not doing yourself a service. And I think this is so good that she had the presence of mind of like, oh, I could turn up, earn a
1: few million, whatever. Mm. It's, it, uh-uh. it's it's a great uh, demonstration. In fact, as as we're going to see. Um, in in the next clip as well, it's this idea about thinking of the big picture. So Mm. rather than, you know, Serena, like you say, turning up and, you know, maybe not doing the best that she can, she thought, okay, I've got the awareness and the right mindset of only going for something when I'm 100% sure that I've done that preparation. I've woken up on Sunday morning to go and train. I have that resilience and that mindset to go out and play the best I can. And as we're gonna see in the next clip, which I think is a nice two-hander for this idea, is Serena now telling us a little bit more about, uh, you don't always need or want to focus on the short term. Make sure to think about the big picture
2: and actually relax and even have fun. A recent Vanity Fair cover and in the article, you discuss how once you stopped focusing on the short term and relaxed, it really just changed the game for you and it became more fun to discuss that a little bit
3: yeah it's once you stop once i stopped looking at the short term i was just able like something released it was like this some, something chemically released in me and i totally relaxed i think i went four in a row at that point and um, it was just it was just a lot easier you know sometimes i think i i know i and i think we a lot of people in this room can relate put a lot of pressure on yourselves and, and, and it's, you know, it's hard. So you just have to kind of just take a deep breath and, you know, almost sometimes take a step back and then take those three steps forward.
0: Yeah. You know, what I'm inspired of here, Mark, is the thought that hard work and practice remove all fear. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think what you see in people who are great in the office, great on the sports field is at a certain point they are relishing and enjoying what they do because they put in the work. And I think the reason why we have this clip at the end of the clips is that you can't enjoy this unless you've done the work. You can't just be at total ease because if you haven't done the work, you can't just flick that on. It's in the knowingness that you trained hard, you didn't give up, that you focused on making every shot count. It's because you did that and you overcame all this adversity. When you are there, when you're in front of a big crowd about to give a speech, if you've done the work, you can just enjoy sharing your ideas. When you're a great athlete, you can just breathe in the moment and the atmosphere. But this is a result of all of the mindsets that she's spoken about, all of the hard work that she has illustrated is that she can just walk out, be chill, be relaxed, because deep in her conscious, she knows she put in the work. And this is where we see her and MJ in their greatest intersection, that they truly put in the work, which enabled them to get so much joy from the work, from the sports, from the effort. That they put in,
1: you're, you're you're totally right. You know, Serene is telling us she's having fun. <laughs> you know, when, when right. removing that focus on the short term, and like we've heard in a couple of other clips from the master, Coach Rick, he's focusing <laughs> on the present. You know, remove the the faults from your from your memory and just play it on. It's the same as as MJ telling us to to be resilient and. You know, focus on being the best that you can be. And this awareness once you've once you've got it, once you know how to be your best self, uh, I think that's the empowering thing. But it, but it is a challenge, right, Mike? You know, to know and be aware of yourself and know when maybe you're not performing your best. How how do you identify when, you know, you might wake up and you know, hmm, I'm not quite on point here? What's what's your a method of yeah of-
0: well it's an interesting question because i think it comes from even uh, the first principle of are you listening uh to your body to your conscience or your subconscious because i think we we often get a signal a slight uncomfort a thought amusing a but i think we just don't listen to it
1: you could be right
0: you know I think we're very intuitive things as human beings. Um, and I think we do process a lot of signals and we try, and uh, you know our subconscious tries to tell us what's going on, but sometimes we deny. And I think that the biggest thing is that a lot of people um, find things too hard, too stressful, Uh, not enjoyable because maybe they've dreamt of having some success, but the real struggle is they know they just haven't put in the work. And I think that if you can learn and measure what the work looks like, for example, you know, we've talked about the idea like you should, if you're going to give a speech uh, to a large audience, then you should probably give it, at least five times in rehearsal over the course of a week beforehand. Because then you can walk on the stage and you're so comfortable in the subject manager, you can just talk, you just know it. Just like we might be kicking around clips for several days before we actually record the show, we're in a constant conversation. So by the time we're like, wow, what a great show we got coming up, it's full of good stuff. Whereas if we were just rushing around, we'd feel a little bit apprehensive. Or if you go back to your school days, you know, when you're walking into an exam and you just haven't put the work in,
1: you're not excited to be there. You're anxious, aren't you? Mm, Exactly. And that's exactly what Jordan told us. You know, the way to remove anxiety in a lot of the cases is is to work hard, put in the practice Mm. and when people Step out onto the court, and I, I think Serena is exactly the same. When she wouldn't focus too much on that short-term anxiety and thought about the long term instead, then you can go out, you can have the fun, you can be uh, an incredible addition to a team or yourself, your career, and so on. Once you've put in that hard work and practiced five times, mm. suddenly you have that that confidence and that awareness to to go out and, and smash it, go out and win the, the grand slam. Yes, and talking about smashing
0: it, I think that we've touched upon this winning formula that seems to be emerging between both Michael Jordan and Serena, and it seems to be like some of the entrepreneurs that we've seen, that they can make uh, failure not, not something that is negative, not something that's layered with guilt, but it's like a fuel. It actually makes them stronger. And this last and closing thought from Serena goes to the heart of this. And this is perhaps one of the most inspiring things that Serena can offer us, which is this role that failure can play in your success. So for the last time, let's tune in and listen to one of the true tennis greats, Serena Williams, talking about the role
2: of failure. Tell us about a time you failed. It could be on the quarter off. Fail, failed, and what did you learn from it? Um,
3: I don't know. I fail a lot. I fail so many times in fashion, and I don't know. We're working on this new collection. It could it could fail too. But um, the thing about failing is it's it's good because if you fail, you don't you sometimes you don't know how to be better if you're always doing right or you can just kind of stay in this plane and you, you're probably like, well, how come I'm not here? How come I'm always here? But if you fail, then you fall and then you kind of can rise up higher than you ever would have if you didn't fail. So I, every time I lose, which I absolutely whore, um, but every single time I lose, I get 10 times better. Um, and that's failing, that's what it does for you.
1: And get 10 times, 10 X better through failure. I mean, what a great, you know, closing <laughs> thought from Serena. Failure is a way to success, or maybe it's mm-hmm. the way to success. You've found out what doesn't work. And by doing so, you've illuminated the path to success. Yeah. What yeah. a great lesson. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, just to, to draw parallels with entrepreneurialism, look at James Dyson, I think he made thousands of vacuum prototypes before he nailed it. Um, And every single time he got a little bit closer, every single training session, every single game for Serena was getting that bit closer. And what's so good is the unlock that comes with this idea that we have from Serena Williams today, which is don't get on the heavy boots don't go all morbid and 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 sad about something failing. No, quite inverse that and be absolutely um, positive in the thought that this is a deliberate step towards your greatness and if you learn what is there to be learned, you have actually grown and improved. And I think this totally changes how we see failure and sets us on the course where we're, not held back by a fear of failure, but we're just all in. I think that is so powerful, Mark.
1: I I think it also is very similar. It's a similar mindset model that you and I have explored before, which is go to the pain. Mm. Focus on this idea of ripping or stretching a muscle and it gets stronger. By going towards that as a challenge, uh, an adversity perhaps, You're going to grow that resilience, and you're going to get better. And through experience, you'll you'll learn whether it's a business or, or in this case, you know, sports. You'll learn to beat the competition because you'll have more experience. Fantastic, perfect, just
0: perfect. (sighs) Pretty exciting stuff, and I I've got to say, it's just been such a joy um, to. Truly appreciate Serena Williams and her accomplishments. She's, um, she's ascended on my, uh, list of all time inspirations. Um, I mean, that story that we opened with, she won the Australian open whilst pregnant. I mean, I was sold at that point. I'm like, dang, that is so huge. That is so remarkable. And to see that it's 23 grand slam totals, not two, not three. Twenty-three, um, it, it, and it all comes back to mindset, hard work, don't give up, and the more you can control your mind, your body can be the best in the world. I mean, booyah! I mean, I'm I'm right there. I'm pumped to to this is like such a confirmation and a and a fresh look at what we got from Michael Jordan. It's it's this whole sports innovator series is just full. Full of learning, understanding,
1: and it just changes the way you look at things, doesn't it, Matt? It really does. It's a it's a different taste to one that we've obviously done before, where we'll focus on uh, well, architects, uh, innovators of of business, and it's been really, really fun to sink our teeth and get on the courts and the the, the various spaces in the sports series so far. But remember, Mike, we're not we're not done with sports innovators yet. We've still got one to
0: count.
1: (laughs) And quite an interesting cat. Yes. Our next show will
0: be on Joe Rogan, who obviously super fit guy, did a bunch of MMA, Obviously, an entrepreneur, television host, uh, just signed the biggest podcast deal in history. Oh, my gosh.
1: I don't know how we're going to fit Joe into one show, but we're going to try, aren't we, Matt? We're, we're going to give it a go. We're going to give it a go. Uh, you know, we're going to have to do a real element, like we've done with Michael Jordan and Serena Williams, uh, a lot of focused clip collecting. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. we could do a, an entire series on any of these sports innovators. And obviously I recommend for everybody to go and check out the highlight reels of Serena and, and, and Jordan as well when they've got time because whew, they are incredible players, aren't they? What fun. Action
0: packed, action packed. So Mark, I think, I think we're done. So I want to say thank you to you. I want to say thank you to all our listeners from Australia, Great Britain and to all the wonderful places such as Honduras, Macau, Algeria, Lithuania. We welcome all of our listeners. We are so excited to see the Moonshots family growing. Thank you to you, Mark, for all of your clips and your thoughts and thank you to our audience for their ratings, their reviews, uh, lending us their ears uh, for this job of learning from innovators. We've learned from Michael Jordan, we've learned from Serena Williams. Next is Joe Rogan and I can't wait. So we'll see you all next time on the Moonshots
2: podcast. That's a wrap.